Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. The Members Academy is the place to go if you want to find everything you need for IELTS in one place, including a private Facebook group, live lessons and access to me whenever you need help. If you've ordered the 28-day planner, which goes with all of the materials in the Members Academy, um, I'm sorry if your daily emails stopped briefly. I didn't realise that I had exceeded, I'd gone over the number of subscribers that I was allowed. I was allowed 2,000 and I didn't expect the planner to be so popular but um, they stopped sending the emails when I went over 2,000 members. So I apologise for that. I had to delete people who never open my emails. So um, I got under 2,000 again and hopefully you will still be getting the emails um, that follow the 28-day planner. At the moment there are seven emails so you get one a day to get you through the first week of the planner and to keep you motivated. I stopped after seven days because I thought people didn't want to be bothered with my emails all the time but a lot of people have got in touch and they've said what happens after day seven and maybe I should add a few more days or maybe I should do the whole 30 days emails. I'm not sure. Do let me know what you would prefer. I don't want to bother people with too many emails but I think people said that it was quite motivating to get a new one every day and this kind of reminded them to go and do a little bit of work so that is my aim. Maybe I should do that. Do let me know. Today's reading is difficult. It's a really excellent reading for so many reasons so I do suggest that you try it and do it little by little. I think this podcast is going to be a long one. It's all about the hedgehog and today, uh, tomorrow, no Friday, February the 2nd is National Hedgehog Day so I decided to do this because hedgehogs come up quite a lot in IELTS because they meet a lot of that kind of IELTS criteria you know about wildlife, endangered species, invasive species, the environment, things like that and this one text just has so much vocabulary that I think I might do that as a completely separate area um, it's taken from um, Pauline Cullen's fantastic vocabulary for IELTS book and I do believe that she is actually a test writer so obviously anything that she does I 100% trust and I can see in the way she's written the questions here how well they are written and what we can learn from them as well as all the vocabulary that she's chosen you know she's obviously obviously chosen this text because it's so perfect for IELTS so without further ado let's get started it's called meet the hedgehog and I don't know about your country if you have hedgehogs but we in the UK um, used to have a lot they used to be quite common um, You'd see them in the garden at night, in the evening. Um, but the last time I saw one was about five years ago and they are really suffering 
from well modernization i suppose they haven't adapted to city life they need to run around through different gardens um but they keep getting squashed by cars and their habitat is disappearing and all of that so it's a huge issue and this reading really covers it all so the question forms are matching information with paragraphs which means you could use um, the paragraph more than once of course so that is the first set of questions questions one to nine and then the second set starts very easily the the year 1977 is the first question so you quickly find that in the text um, about halfway through and then the four multiple choice questions follow that very noticeable date 1977 but let's look now at the paragraphs um, the one thing I found difficult with this is that the structure isn't so clear it starts with the usual um, kind of friendly tone paragraph a talks about how much people in the UK love hedgehogs um, because there was a story by Beatrix Potter about Mrs Tiggywinkle, a hedgehog character over a century ago. Um, yeah, we, we do like to see them. Um, and so the story starts about the first housing development which has actually be, been designed to help hedgehogs in some way. Um, then it goes on to paragraph B about the research. So it kind of, you know, the usual goes into the background, um, how long they've been on the planet, for example, how many species they are, um, things like that. Then it says, but there's always a but in paragraph C. There's still a lot we don't know about them. Um, and then it says, you know where they live things like that and how different they are some uh, hibernate so they sleep through the winters others live in deserts so those kind of things that we don't know too much about then it goes to paragraph d about this idea that we have that they're always alone and it talks about actually um they're not so it, it kind of tells us a bit about how they uh, mate um, and fight with rival males and about their children, things like that. Then in E, um, it's all about what they eat. And they talk about when when hedgehogs becomes, become pets, um, what kind of effect that has on their diet. Then in F, how they protect themselves. Of course, this interesting feature they have... Uh, the bristles or the quills that they have and how they often use um, toxins, poisons as a defence and how they jump up and make noises as a defence strategy. Then G comes back to the topic of how endangered they are, dying on the roads but also intensive farming and pesticides um, and what people are doing or can do to to help them, such as special clinics for hedgehogs, um, things like that. And then final paragraph H um, talks about how they used to be considered a pest, 
vermin. Now, we've talked about this word a lot. You know, a pest is an animal that you don't want or they cause problems in some ways. And so they used to be thought of as pests. And it gives an example of how in some places they still are pests and how they've tried to reduce the population of hedgehogs in some areas. So that is all about hedgehogs, but there is so much more and we'll look at that in more detail now. So we're matching statements and I guess there are nine, yeah, there are nine statements. I'm going to run through them quickly to see if we can locate any of these from a brief skim. So one talks about the significance of establishing the relationship between different species. Okay, so we've talked about different species somewhere right at the start when they were giving the background. And then question number two talks about the different habitats where hedgehogs can be found. Again, go back to the background. Um, three is the reason why standard forms of measurement cannot be used for the hedgehog. Um, so remember we talked about the hedgehog um, rolling up into a ball. So that is where we will look for kind of information about how to measure that ball. Um, four is a problem associated with hedgehogs which are kept as pets and we did mention that when we talked about what they eat and what changes when they become pets and notice I say pets like dogs or cats animals you keep in your house not pests which are animals you don't want like mice and rats and things like that. Question six is four findings from the latest research into hedgehogs so again, go back to the background where we talked about what they already know about them. Uh, question seven, the social habits of the hedgehog. So that was where we went into details. Are they always alone? Are they solitary? How do they mate? Things like that. Uh, eight, the number of hedgehog species already identified. So the fact that it says the number helps you go and quickly find a number. And we talked about 14 different species is the number. And finally, nine, the name given to baby hedgehogs. So babies come in that paragraph where it talks about um, mating and finding a mate and things like that. So let's look at that more specifically. The first one was the significance or the importance of establishing the relationship between different species. Okay, so this comes in paragraph B. It's difficult. It comes at the end. Um, but it talks about how hedgehogs are related or not related to other kinds of marsupials for example kangaroos we've talked about marsupials you know animals which have pockets where they carry their babies um, this is a key IELTS topic um, but the research found that they're not related to marsupials um, 
No, hang on. They determined that marsupials are not related to monotremes. Um, monotremes are the egg-laying platypus. Again, these kind of weird Australian animals. Um, but by studying the evolution of hedgehogs, they found that it could help in some way. Um, it says, if you are trying to trace, for example, the evolutionary steps of fetal heart development, fetal meaning the when the baby is a fetus inside the womb, um, it helps to know which mammals are related so that you can make accurate guesses about one mammal from another mammal's development. So that's very high level, difficult, um, you know, biological language. Um, but basically... It says that if you know how um, animals and mammals are related, then you can make some guesses about um, development. So the question, the significance of establishing the relationship between different species, the significance is it can help us, for example, find how um, heart defects occur. Yeah. Difficult. That's a tough one. But the rest aren't so bad. The second one is quite simple. The different habitats where hedgehogs can be found. So we're looking specifically for habitats. And this is where we go to paragraph C. And it says they are native to Africa, Asia and Europe. Some live in the desert, some in the north, some near to humans, some in remote places on the planet. So those are the habitats and those are in paragraph C. Question three, slightly odd, but it's focusing on measuring hedgehogs. It says the reason why standard forms of measurement, basically using rulers, cannot be used for the hedgehog. Why not? Because whenever you try to measure them, they roll up. So, in paragraph F, researchers have invented a new measurement for the animals, ball length. So, they measure the ball rather than the length of the hedgehog. That is in paragraph F. Question 4 says, a problem associated with hedgehogs as pets. Now, this is why vocabulary is so important. Pets, a synonym, is a domesticated hedgehog. So when we go to the paragraph E about what adult hedgehogs eat, um, it says veterinarians trying to understand gum disease in domesticated hedgehogs have concluded that the varied diet of wild hedgehogs gives them more than nutrition. The hard bodies of insects also scrape the hedgehog's teeth clean. So when hedgehogs live in the wild and they eat insects, the bodies of the insects clean their teeth. But when they are domesticated, meaning pets, they get gum disease. So gum disease is a problem associated with hedgehogs kept as pets. That's in paragraph E. 
Question five, two reasons why hedgehogs are popular with people in the UK. Well, for that, we go back to the introduction, this nice kind of friendly introduction about why we love hedgehogs. And you've got a synonym for the UK, which is Britain. So the capital letter would help you find that. And it says part of the attraction is that many people simply love hedgehogs, particularly in Britain, where children's book writer Beatrix Potter introduced Mrs. Tiggy Winkle, a hedgehog character, over a century ago. That's one reason. But part of the attraction is also rooted in science. Studies have helped make clear that hedgehogs are good for gardens, eating vast numbers of slugs and other pests as they forage in the vegetation at night. So that is a reason why they are so popular in the UK because they eat vast numbers of slugs and other pests. Okay, six says four findings from the latest research into hedgehogs. All right, so we knew there was a paragraph about what we know about them and it starts recent scientific studies about hedgehogs. So that tells us the answer is in this paragraph B. And the four findings, well, have helped explain mysteries as various as as varied as why hedgehogs apply saliva to their entire bodies. This is important for later. So saliva meaning spit. Why do they put spit on their bodies? How they have survived for 30 million years. So that comes later about their defence strategies. Why they chew toxic toad skins. So toxic is poisonous. Toad is like a frog and they eat these poisonous skins. That comes later. And what secrets they may hold about evolution. So those are the four things that latest research has told us. And that's in paragraph B. Question seven talks about the social habits of the hedgehog. So this is where we talked about, um, It's the paragraph starts, hedgehogs spend much of their time alone but it would be a mistake to think of them as solitary. So that first line, the topic sentence, introduces this idea that um, they occasionally fight over food and rival males uh, may have aggressive interactions, um, but they meet primarily to mate. That's it. So that is their social habit, (laughs) just to mate, basically. That is seven, is D. Uh, Eight asks you for a number, the number of hedgehog species already identified. So again, it's in the first half of the reading where in paragraph C, it says we know of at least 14 hedgehog species. So the answer is C for eight. And then number nine, we need the name for baby hedgehogs. So we go to D again and um, it says they they meet 
primarily to mate, producing litters of four or five hoglets. Hoglet is the name of the baby hedgehog, like a piglet is a baby pig. Um, But you had to kind of guess that if you didn't know the word, well, I didn't know the word, but you guess that they mate producing litters. Litters is groups of babies of four or five hoglets. Okay, so that is the uh, matching statements or information to paragraphs. Let's move on now to questions 10 to 13, which are multiple choice. Okay, so this is questions 10 to 13, um, multiple choice. And as we mentioned before, the first question starts, the study conducted in 1977 revealed a possible reason why. So go to the text, 1977 starts at the end of paragraph F. Now, paragraph G and H were not used in the matching headings. So or matching statements. So now we know that the information will be in paragraph F, G and H. So what did the study reveal? Let me read what it says. Um, so it, it paragraph F talks about how they defend themselves. Um, so we know about their spikes, their quills or their bristles. But they also have other defence strategies. One is to spring up in the air. So they just jump up and the fox would get a face full of bristles. And they make a little squeak. A squeak is a high-pitched noise when they do it. Um, Evidence suggests hedgehogs also add unpleasant chemicals to their quills to make them less appealing. They chew substances laden with toxins and then apply saliva to their entire bodies. So we mentioned this before. Um, They chew poisonous things and put the spit or saliva on their bodies. In one 1977 study, human volunteers pricked themselves with quills from hedgehogs that had coated themselves after chewing on venomous or poisonous toad skins. The volunteers found those quills much more irritating and painful than clean ones. So this study with the volunteers revealed a reason why A. Hedgehogs clean their quills. No, it didn't talk about why they clean their quills. It talked about why they put poison on their quills. B. Why hedgehogs chew poisonous animal skins. Yes, that is the correct answer as a defence. It is not C. Why adult hedgehogs do not leap into the air. That's just wrong. It said that adult hedgehogs do spring up in the air. And it's not D. Young hedgehogs make a high-pitched noise. It's not about young hedgehogs. Oh, yes, it is. Sorry. Young hedgehogs do make a little squeak. But that's not the reason why... um, 
that's not what they discovered. They discovered why um, hedgehogs chew poisonous animal skins. It's so that they can put it on their spit, on their bodies. Okay, 11. In Britain, which of the following has not been done to protect hedgehogs? What has not been done? So you go to paragraph G and you see what has been done. In G it says to help combat the decline, the British have established special clinics for injured hedgehogs. So that's one, special clinics. Two, they have urged anyone making a bonfire, so people who have fire in their garden, fires in their garden, they should check the animals underneath first. So that's two. Three, ensured hedgehogs can cope with cattle grids. So you know they have those things that cows walk, well, to stop cows getting out of the field. It's called a cattle grid. Um, No, you don't need to know that. (laughs) Recently, they've persuaded McDonald's to alter the packaging of the McFlurry ice cream container, which had been trapping foraging hedgehogs. So this word foraging is important. Foraging is looking for food. So obviously they went into this ice cream container, McFlurry, and got stuck. So they've persuaded McDonald's to change the packaging. So lots of things there. Let's see which one they haven't done. So the choices are A, the opening of hospitals just for hedgehogs. They have done this. Special clinics are hospitals. B, imposing fines for littering in areas where hedgehogs live. No, there is no mention of any kind of fine. They do mention littering, of course, if you drop these McFlurry containers, but they don't mention fines. See the alteration of a container produced by a fast food chain. Yes, they have done that. Alteration is alter. The container is synonym for packaging. Fast food chain is, of course, McDonald's. And finally, D, yes, they have done this, alerting people to the potential dangers faced by hedgehogs. Yes, so they've told people not to light a fire unless they've checked that the hedgehogs are not underneath um, the wood. Question 12. Nearly there, don't worry. There's only 13 questions. Question 12. What are the conclusions that scientists on the Hebrides islands have reached? Okay, so this is the final paragraph. The islands, Hebrides, you can find the capital letter. What have they reached? Again, sorry. So again is important. Second time. When we look at what it says about the Hebrides, it says... um, In the 1970s, hedgehogs were introduced to the Hebrides Islands of Scotland to help combat garden slugs. With no natural enemies there, a few hedgehogs soon turned into thousands. 
Wildlife researchers have watched the hedgehogs reduce the number of rare ground-nesting wading birds by feasting on their eggs. So what happened in 1970s is they introduced the hedgehogs to be a natural predator to eat the garden slugs, but the hedgehogs had no predator. So they multiplied and they ate many of the eggs of rare birds who laid their eggs on the ground. So the hedgehogs did become a pest. And this is exactly what happened. Um, You know, we said before, for centuries, the English considered these animals as vermin. So this happened again on the Hebrides Islands. So what's the answer? A, hedgehog numbers are declining. Well, no, on the Hebrides Islands, no, they, they increased. B, hedgehogs pose a threat to other wildlife. Yes, that is your answer. They eat the rare birds' eggs on this island, so they are a threat, they are a danger to other wildlife. C, hedgehogs can safely be introduced there. Well, no, they have been introduced and it wasn't um, a a success. It was a disaster. D. Hedgehogs can be used effectively as a natural predator. Well, yes, they, they, they were used effectively as a natural predator. But the question was, what have the scientists reached again for the second time? So the only thing that is mentioned the second time is that hedgehogs can actually be a pest. Um, a, a vermin is the key word there. Finally, question 13, what would conservationists prefer to do on the Hebrides Islands? Let me read the questions and you can do this last one. A, what would they like to do? A, introduce a native predator of hedgehogs. B, kill a small number of hedgehogs. C, remove ground nesting birds. Or D, move the hedgehogs elsewhere. So what do you think that conservationists would like to do? Would they like to introduce a native predator, something to eat the hedgehogs on the islands? Would they like to kill a small number of hedgehogs? Would they like to remove the birds? Or would they like to move the hedgehogs elsewhere? Let's read. Wildlife researchers have watched the hedgehogs reduce the number of rare ground nesting birds by feasting on their eggs. Okay, Efforts to cull the animals in the past two years have upset Britain's conservationists who have countered with strategies to relocate the animals. So, efforts to cull the animals. Cull is C-U-L-L. An important word is when you decide you're going to kill huge amounts of animals which are pests. Um, So, no, this upset the conservationists. They don't want to kill the hedgehogs. Their strategies are to relocate the animals. So, the answer there is D, move the hedgehogs elsewhere. 
All right, that was very intense and difficult and scientific, um, but extremely, extremely useful and interesting, don't you think? I think it's interesting. So I'm going to stop there um, because I'm going to do a separate episode which you don't have to listen to if you don't want to because you're tired and maybe bored. But I think the vocabulary there is so useful. I'm going to continue that in the next episode. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Do have a look out for it on my website. I haven't put it on yet, but I will as soon as possible. Um, Yes, that's it from me. Let me know any thoughts you have about the 28-day planner. If you've got any feedback, how I can make it better, more useful for you, or how often you'd like to get the emails reminding you to do a bit of work. Remember, the planner does go hand in hand with my step-by-step IELTS online course. So all of the courses in the academy are 28 days. So... There's four weeks for everything. So four weeks of writing task one, four weeks of writing task two. And the aim is basically to keep you motivated. They're short 10-minute videos with a little task so you can do one thing every day um, to focus on what you need to work on. If you've got three months, for example, even better. You don't have to stick to the 28 days, but stick to the plan but just do it over a longer period of time. You can do it over three months. Just make sure that you tick off everything that is on that planner and then you will be very well prepared. Okay, thanks for listening and speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.